This episode deals with distressing incidents, including sexual assault. If you feel at any time that you need someone to speak to or if you need to report anything, please see the show notes. Wake up. You may deny. Hi. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Hi, I'm Joy. I'm Heather. And that was Japanese for this is not a dream because today we're going with the Japanese kind of feel. <sighs> I don't know what it is, you guys. I'm kind of excited. I'm not going to lie. It's a crazy case. It is. I, as I was writing my notes for it, I was like, Joy is going to flip out when she hears my pants. It's, it's fine. <laughs> oh, I'm ready. But seriously, it's it's like um, I've I learned about this case when I was probably 18 or 19. So a while ago. Ooh. And. I was like, you know, when we first started this podcast, it was one of the ones where I was like, I have to do this one. I've mm-hmm. just been so obsessed with it. It's so crazy. Yes. So I'm excited to do it. I didn't want to put it off anymore. I'm <laughs> super. OK, so we're going to start this. But before we start, which I uh, I really want to start it. OK, so before we start, I want you guys to write some five star ratings so that I can read them later. Guys, I swear to God, her <laughs> vein is pulsing on her forehead. I, just, I was so excited to read a new one and hear it. <laughs> And there's nothing. So please. <laughs> so yeah, if you guys um, want to, go ahead and go on iTunes. To. Give us a five-star rating and a review so we can read it I guess you on have the a choice. podcast. <laughs> you don't have a choice. I guess you guys Stop might it. have a choice. But thank you to everybody who has already. And thank you guys for tuning in another week. Mm-hmm. And for the people who have subscribed to us and rated us. And, and followed on Instagram. And followed our Instagram. And Twitter. Because I like the, the comments on Instagram that are like, oh shit, this one? Or what is this? I'm like, oh. They make my day. Just you wait, bitch. Just you wait. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's let's fucking okay. Dive in. <sighs> oh my god. Here we go. I'm ready. So, I am not like Joy. I don't do like the weird, you know, tagline and then be like, and this is the story of. <laughs> <laughs> this is a story all, all about, about how my mother got, got murdered upside, upside down. down. Oh shit. <laughs> anyway. I'm just going to go into it. So this story is about a girl named Lucy Blackman. All right. She is a BB British girl, 21 years old, lives in Seven Oaks, Kent, which is in England. And Sounds so cute. She's adorable. But I just want to kind of throw it out there. When I was reading this, I was like, Seven Oaks, Kent. Where is that? What what is that a city? Is that a county? Is that a mm-hmm. state? What is England? I don't know what the world is. So I messaged my two British friends and I was like, is this is is this London? <laughs> so oh I had God. no idea. And I felt bad, but I was like, I need to figure this out. So I screen I took a little screenshot of the conversation because I wanted to read it. Oh my god. It made me laugh. So I, I was like <laughs> Okay, here it is. Um I said, I tagged them on Discord, and I was like, I have a question about England. So is Seven Oaks a city and Kent a city as well? Are those two places in London? I'm reading about this girl who lives in Seven Oaks, Kent, but I don't know if that's also in London. (laughs) Every British person here is like, dear God, Heather. They hate us. So my friend Jack replies, Kent's a county to the southeast of London. Elaine replies, so Seven Oaks will be a region in Kent. I live in Derby, Derbyshire. I don't know if that's Derbyshire. but That's adorable. Derby is the city and Derbyshire is the county. Um. And then Jack says, yeah, Seven Oaks is a town in the west of the county of Kent. 
which is southeast of London City. So I was like, all right, that makes sense. So it's not London. I am an idiot. Thank you, Jack, and thank you, Elaine. Here we go. You're not an idiot. So, but she lived close enough to London because that's where she worked. So I was like really confused by that. Oh, okay. That makes sense. She worked for British Airways. So she was a hostess, like flight attendant host. Flight hostess. Yeah. Um, How old was she again? 21. Dang. She was 21 when she went to Japan. So she had been working as a a flight attendant for a few years, but she was pretty young. Yeah. Um, This was also in... 2000 when this occurred so this oh. was quite a bit ago well that's depends pretty... on what you consider quite a bit is that a quite a bit i feel like it was pretty recent but then i realized it's like 2019 <laughs> it's, it's like, like, oh, it was like 20 life. years ago <laughs> anyway <It's> fine <laughs> she was tall she was blonde and <laughs> i was listening to this audiobook um called people who eat darkness and it's about this case and in the audiobook, it's a British man, and he talks like this. And he was like, she was known as a comely woman. And I was like, what? Oh God. That's so not cute. what you'd call conventionally attractive. And that was a terrible accent. But wow. Yeah. So she like, was like she was like not conventionally attractive, apparently. But she was tall and blonde, and she was a foreign white girl in Japan. So she wasn't a 10, but she was pretty hot. Yeah, let's go with that. Um, so she, the sad thing though, is that she complained a lot about her appearance and she had pretty low self-esteem. What? (laughs) Okay. You have to cut this out, but I have to tell you something really fast. (laughs) What? So I guess I didn't tell you that because it was like a joke. One time Isaiah was talking to his like friends on Xbox and Mm -hmm. they were like, oh, because he's talking about me. He goes, oh, is she hot? And he goes, she's not a 10, but she's pretty hot. (laughs) And I was screaming and it literally turned out. Like what the fuck? <laughs> and, oh my god! Everybody was like, "No, you're ten." So that's what I meant by that. Okay. <laughs> Holy shit! Isaiah, my god, he's so good Boy. with those comments. <laughs> so she was not conventionally attractive, and therefore she had a lot of self-conscious issues, a lot of self-esteem issues. Aww. She wrote in her diary and complained a lot because her best friend was really beautiful and oh she compared gosh, herself. This is really sad. Yeah. Um, but I mean, honestly, going through the book that I read and, and reading the different entries they put in there, it really just sounded like she was a very typical young girl, like who worried about her appearance mm-hmm. and had a friend that was pretty and like just wanted to have fun in life and worried about how she looked. Very mm-hmm. typical, I feel like. Yeah. Um, so her parents divorced when she was 17. Uh, her father was actually having an affair, so her parents split up. Um, I feel like that's a pretty, maybe kind of a rough age anywhere in your teenage years, I feel like. Yeah. Um, her mother and father, they never actually were civil with each other ever again. They just constantly oh, butted shit. heads the rest of their lives, so that you know, kind of was rough on her. Um, mm-hmm. But she did grow up really, really close to her mom. Like They were known as like more friends than like a parent and a daughter. Um, she had okay. a younger brother and a younger sister, and her younger sister was like a year younger, so they were super, super Aww. close in age and everything. So she was very much in debt. She she liked to shop. Dang, at twenty one. Yeah, yeah. Dang, she she is was um, six thousand euros in debt, oh. which is like seven thousand dollars ish. So she was, you know, for. Not going for not having like student loan debt. I feel like it's kind of a lot for like shopping. It's kind debt. of a lot, maybe, and even in like the nineteen nineteen ninety nine late nineties, I feel like it's Dang. quite a bit. 
So she was working for British Airways, like I said, but she wasn't quite making enough to pay back any of her debts. And she was making so she was making a, the amount she was making was causing her to slowly get in more debt because she was spending just a couple hundred dollars more a month than what she was making. Oh, dang. so it was just getting worse. And she was like, I need to do something about this. Mm-hmm. So she ended up getting like these these different flights, um, like higher paying flights, like the long distance flights that were overnight and were mm-hmm. just like really taxing and lots of jet lag. And people oh. would be like, oh, you're so lucky to have this job and you get to travel. But in reality, she would just get to like Jamaica and just pass out because she was just so jet lagged and then yeah. wake up and have to fly back to England and fly to Paris and it's yeah. like just a lot of exhausting stuff and she was just totally burnt out so that's why she was like I need a break all right yeah listen listen is what she said she smacked her hand she like said, this and said listen listen <laughs> so listen I listen I need a break I need a break <laughs> Shit, I'm sorry. So she, her and her best friend, Louise, I thought that was cute. It was Louise and Lucy. Very close names. Oh, that's so cute. Um, They were like, hey, let's go to Japan. Because Louise had friends that were in Japan that were working there and were making decent money. So they were like, here's a cool idea. It's an adventure. It's, you know, something that can help you pay back your debts. So why yeah. not? Let's do it. That's pretty awesome. And they're like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. We're going to be awesome. So they took out 90-day tourist visas to get to Japan, Ooh. which is bad because oh. you can't work on a 90-day tourist visa. So they were oh. doing it illegally, and they knew they were doing it illegally. So it was kind of like under the table working. Dang. Kind of, I, I don't want to say shady, but I also want to say shady. <laughs> It was shady. It was kind of shady because they were like, we're going to, we're going to, we're just going to. They knew that it wasn't right. But anyway, they got out those 90 day tourist visas to get to Japan. And the friends that Louise had in Japan were hostesses at the bars in Tokyo. So do you know what that is? Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. I'll still explain it for people listening, but just, I was just curious Um, because I couldn't tell by your face if you were like, for, se- for a second, that? I thought you were talking about like a waitress, like hostess person, mm. but then I realized what it was in Japan. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's not like a cocktail waitress, but um, it's basically it's like you're paid to entertain, entertain, but it's not a stripper and it's not a prostitute. It's like you flirt with guys and you get paid, but it's non-sexual quote unquote it's like it's literally just flirting with guys and like this like pouring drinks for these drunk guys and they pay you and they tip you and you just hang out with them all night at this club bar place which sounds like you know like all right hang out with people but i also hang out that sounds like fun listen listen. oh it's so funny because you and i have totally different reactions to this you're like it sounds fun and i'm like i'd rather kill myself oh my god I do not want to sit and pretend to be entertained by some, like, creepy Japanese salary oh, man. Oh, yeah. I guess that makes sense. They're all middle-aged salary men that go well, there. It's crazy. Because, like, yeah. the point of being, of going to a host bar, or hostess bar in Japan mm-hmm. is because these businessmen are paying these women to make them feel important. So they have, like, business That's meetings so there. That's so sad. It's, it's, it's just that, that kind <gasps> of culture. But they really, they will bring, like, 
business associates there to kind of like show off like I'm important look how much attention this girl's giving me even though everyone knows that you're paying them like Mm -hmm. it's just a thing they do there that makes sense so yeah so they knew what they were getting into when they got there you know they were like we're still gonna do it it's good money it sounds easy let's let's go so they make it there um they meet up with louise's friend christabel is her name oh my god these names are amazing (laughs) um she went by krista but i like christabel better uh i love it so cute they get there and on may 4th of 2000 which to be honest i cannot imagine arriving in tokyo in the summer and dying of humidity death yeah, I was there in like <laughs> July and it was pretty. Oh, oh no. It was, we had, the they gave stickiest. us rags to like keep patting your face because your sweat wouldn't dry. Oh my God. Good oh, times. Lord. My favorite. <laughs> Living in Arizona, I like forgot what humidity feels like. Yeah. It's like, what is humidity? So they get there. Christabel is the one that hooks them up with a place to stay. Okay. Now, interestingly enough, this is like where the typical quote unquote like young girl thing comes in because mm-hmm. tell me you haven't done this before probably louise so louise and lucy are like best friends they go uh-huh. somewhere but they told lucy's mom who was super worried about her going uh-huh. by the way like was very i would protective. be a little yeah. bit i mean she she literally was like the she was an overprotective mom uh-oh. to the point where like she let her do things but worried so much when mm-hmm. she did these things was just like a constant chronic worrier which yeah. is very sad um, they told her mom that Louise had an aunt that a Japanese aunt that they'd be staying with. And she does have a Japanese aunt, but that Japanese aunt lives in England. So they weren't going to stay with her aunt. They were going to stay in a it's I don't really know exactly how to describe it. Kind of like a hostel, like for like tourists, like a tourist mm-hmm. backpacker hostel kind of place. Um a piece of shit, basically. Is but where they were staying. isn't Christabel living there? And so they're, like, hanging out with her pretty much? Yeah. Oh. So it's a friend, but the mom felt more comfortable with it being a family sense. member, you know? I feel like at 21, I'd be like, I'm just going to go live with my friend now. Right. But, but I get over to protective mom, I get it. Right. They were like, no, mom, it's fine. We're staying with her aunt. It's totally safe. Mm-hmm. But they get there, and they knew they were not staying with the aunt, but they get there, and they didn't realize that the place they'd be staying in was, like, a shithole, which Lucy actually called it in her diary, a shithole. Dang. It... <laughs> I feel so bad, but I, like, kind of can imagine it. Um, Yeah. It was called Sasaki House, and it was in Tokyo. It was what they call a gaijin house, which is literally, like, a foreigner house. Uh Uh-huh. And it was just, like, the way she described it was, like, it was, like, a communal bathroom, a communal kitchen. There were people, like, stoned on the couch. Like, you walk in, and there's, like, rust everywhere, and there's just, like, it's just dingy and like gross you know you can imagine it right yeah that sounds like and it's japan so it's tiny as hell like you're just like i can't touch anything i can't move without touching something so they're like all right we'll deal with it they got kind of used to it um christabel gave them the names of a couple of different clubs and bars around the area where they could get you know hostess jobs Mm -hmm. um so they were like, all right, well, we're going to go out. We're going to kind of get our bearings in Tokyo, get something to eat, and then we'll kind of go to these bars. 
before they could even go to the bars, a guy came up to them and was like, you want a job in this bar? And they're like, the fuck? Because they really stood out Mm -hmm. with their like appearance of being like a white person in Japan, like pretty Mm -hmm. white girls in Japan, I guess. And um, it was a bar called Casablanca and it was in Rapongi, which is Mm. a section of Tokyo that really catered to, I don't know if catered is the right word. It was a section of Tokyo that was known to be a, a little bit sleazier okay than the others but also like a lot of a lot of the bars and clubs there had more foreign women working there mm. in Rapunki than other places so take that as you will that's just how it was uh so yeah they were in, they were very much in demand in that area of Tokyo so it was easy for them to just be like hey, you want a job here yes i do want a job there thank you kind weird sir <laughs> approaching me in the street <laughs> yes thank you Thanks. i appreciate it i really like that thank you sir so again um they knew what they were getting into they knew what a hostess in japan was it's not like they got there and they were like i had no idea i had to do this to you know they knew mm-hmm. they read about it they knew they had to just like flirt with these men and get paid but Another part of being a hostess is going out on dohans, which is a paid date. So they were required to go on dates with these guys. It wasn't all just in the club. Uh Uh-huh. So. That makes me uncomfortable. I know. But if they didn't, they were at risk of getting fired. So they have like a a list. Um, A lot of these clubs have like like a chart or something in it. Each person, like, marks off how many dohans they have a month. And if you don't have enough, people, like, look down on you and you are at risk of getting fired. Because that's how the club brings in a lot of money is from mm-hmm. these paid dohans. Like, literally, Dang. you are, like, required. And there's there's lots of um, examples of Lucy having to, like, email back and forth. <laughs> email. Email back and forth. <laughs> the 2000s. Right. <laughs> these guys and be like hi it was so nice seeing you last night i'm gonna give you a call next week and i'd like to go out again for dinner like just even flirting outside of work and stuff yeah, just to keep like these to regulars yeah. right it was very much something i'm like oh, sounds like too exhausting. much work yeah i'm like i don't <laughs> want to do this anymore it's it's it was a lot of work yeah but it was to get regular you you didn't make money unless you had regulars kind of thing oh. which i'm sure as a hairstylist you probably understand to a certain extent yeah i get that <laughs> Like, you just need the regulars, and you're like, oh. all right. Right. So, um, the I don't know. Have you seen the movie Memoirs of a Geisha? Yes. Yeah, I fucking love that movie. Yeah, it's amazing. So, you obviously know a lot about, like, the geisha tradition or mm-hmm. a, a decent level of it. Yeah. <laughs> Not saying that if you didn't watch that movie, you couldn't possibly know. It's just the first thing that came to mind. Yeah, no, I get you. <laughs> um, but... Obviously, the geisha tradition, the hostessing, is, like, a small branch off of that. It's, like, loosely based on that idea of, like, geishas were... Except for they actually had to, like, sleep with them sometimes. Oh, they did. They were, like... They were... Their virginity was, like, bet on. Remember that? Oh, my God. That's so sad. Their virginity went to the highest better. Highest... Bitter. Okay, bitter. Thank you. I was like, that's not the right word. Better. The highest better. <laughs> I bet you this much money. Oh, my God. No. That's so sad. So, yeah, it's kind of like in the same vein, you know. The, it's just passed down through, you know, getting more modern and stuff to have a hostess tradition. 
so like again you you had to go on those dohans like you just you couldn't be like i'm just gonna hang out in the bar with them but you know i'm gonna kind of keep my distance like imagine you had to go with them like you don't know how safe it is this is a stranger but you had to go with them you know (laughs) it makes me so scared but japan is one of the safest places in the world there's so little crime there even today and back then, same thing. It was a very non-violent country. And the crimes that were done there yeah. were such a tiny amount of them were violent crimes compared to if you take, like, how many violent crimes make up the crime rate in yeah. America or, or, or England. It was, like, much bigger. I but, remember, like, even, like, the subways, there was, like, an all-girls, like, cart that you can go on if you were uncomfortable. Oh, I didn't yeah, know that. I thought that was really cool. That is cool. And there I, are signs that, like, if it's, like, funny, because it'd be, like, all these people enjoying, and then there'd be this, like, completely black figure, and it's, like, if you see any suspicious characters, <laughs> please report them here. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, not a bad idea. It. No, it's not. <laughs> so, so maybe don't make them all black, because someone's going to take that the wrong way. Oh, so... <laughs> Oh, I'm still kind of sick, so my throat still hurts a little You're bit okay, when I I'm laugh. Sorry. I keep clearing my throat behind my back, so it's fine. <laughs> so another sad um, part of this is that, and and Lucy wasn't in this category. I'm going to go ahead and say that first. Lucy was not in this category. Um, but a lot of the foreign girls that worked as hostesses were addicted to drugs, and it just helped them get through yeah, I was gonna the say. job. Like a lot of them were interviewed in this book and they were saying things like, you know, being high helped me find what the guys say were hilarious and it helped me get through the night without dying of boredom, that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. So I was like, oh, you know, that's really sad. But, you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But Lucy wasn't addicted to drugs. She, like, I guess a lot of Europeans at that time, like had done drugs, but like, recreationally just kind of randomly like yeah. oh i'm gonna do ecstasy at this club some lds in the corner stop with that lds <laughs> I'm so sorry I can't with you <laughs> carry on god <laughs> I'm gonna... heroin yes so they do just drugs for fun to try them because of the british nightlife yes that makes so sense. Casablanca, where they got their jobs, was like this really tiny, like tucked away bar slash club, like next to a bunch of strip clubs and like a gay bar, and it was just kind of like tucked in there. Like if you walked like a party, (laughs) if you walked by it, people say like you wouldn't give this building a second look. It's very like tucked away and it's not obvious. So like almost like you have to like be looking for it to find it. Um, so it was relatively small and a lot of other girls working there were foreign. There was like, I think they said two other Japanese girls and everyone else was a foreign girl. Like there was an American, there were other British girls, there was an Australian. Um, so what I thought was interesting is that because I'm going to eventually say like this becomes a very huge story. Mm -hmm. It becomes an international story. Eventually what happens to her and when it gets big, her sister has to come forward. Her sister, Sophie, comes forward uh, because a lot of people are, like, really, like, insinuating things about her sister working in this kind of job. Like, oh, yeah. she was just a prostitute, right? So, no, that's so it is. people paid to have sex with her, right? And no. her sister had to come forward and be like, listen. And she said something that I, like, quoted in here because I thought it was really interesting. Um, she said, the only difference between being a British Airways hostess and being at Casablanca is the altitude. 
And I was like, ha, ha, ha. It's kind of true, though. Like, not trying to, like, I hope nobody took that the wrong way. But, like, you literally pretty much get paid to just, like, entertain these people. You don't have to strip. You're not, like, being a prostitute. You're just, like, getting paid to, like, make people happy with your clothes on. Mm-hmm. Like, like I said, I don't like, think that getting paid like, to flirt and, like, inter- and, and, like, tell these guys that they're so funny and so yeah, good looking. it doesn't and- sound like it's, like, that bad. And the guys know what they're getting into. It's not like they think that you're, like, in love with them. Right. Actually, surprisingly, Japanese guys, if you flirt with them and stuff. Okay. There was a story in this book. I didn't write it down, but I remember it. Very mm-hmm. interesting story. The Japanese guys know that it's not going to end with them going home with you, you know, or you mm-hmm. taking you home. The guys will be known to like say like, "Hey, what are you doing after this? You want to come back?" and the girls are known to be like, "No, nah, I've got to do this." And the guys are know that the girls are going to say that. It's yeah. just like a a thing that they're used to like this commonality yeah and it's known like the guys know the girl's not going to come back with them but they still ask and they're like it's just life but there was a foreign guy that went to the hostess bar and freaked out because the girl wouldn't go home with him and he was like why was she leading me on so the japanese understand this custom of Hostessing. They understand the girl's not going to come home with them. They know what they're getting into. But foreign people that come to Japan don't understand it and think that the girls are really into them and get upset. Mm-hmm. So it's not that dangerous or upsetting. It's mutually beneficial if you think about it. And it's kind yeah. of the way life is there. So, so it's like a business thing. Like, exactly. you know what? Like, I'm lonely. I would like some attention tonight. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then she's like, all right, here we go. It, always, it makes me think of like, high school host club yeah i mean there are host clubs too so (laughs) it's very much it's exactly like that actually that's that's this entire case okay sorry carry on it's not my favorite anime it's fine (laughs) (laughs) so um lucy's there doing her thing and she originally planned to go there make some money and come home um at the beginning of august She's but, trying to pay off her debt. I don't right. feel like this is like this bad. Besides the illegal part, and I can understand how, like, people not knowing about hostess bars in Japan could easily make it like that. Though, yeah, I, I could totally that get sense. that. It's just you don't understand the culture, so you're like, oh, so blah blah blah. Yeah, I can I can understand Uncultured how it's swine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. So. She was going to come home early August, but her living expenses in Japan um, were taking up pretty much every bit of her hostessing income. So she had to stay a little longer and be like, if I'm going to pay back any of my debts, even a tiny bit, I need to stay longer. This Mm -hmm. isn't going to cut it. So she was like, I don't want to stay longer, but here we go. Kind of thing. Yeah. I'm already here. Might as well. So this next part is sad. Um, But, again, it does add to just what I was saying about her being that typical. She dies of humidity. (laughs) Typical. (laughs) Typical. (laughs) Um, I'm sorry. You know, a typical young girl. Yeah. And, you know, living in Japan. So she wrote a bunch of diary entries while she was living in Japan. Um, And I took out some segments to read right now just to give you an idea of, like, where her mindset was when Mm -hmm. she was... Like around summertime, like between May and June, Mm -hmm. how she was feeling. I don't know what's wrong, but this place seems to be bringing out the absolute worst in me. I cannot stop crying. I have such pain in my stomach, a real physical symptom of feeling absolutely crushed. 
I'm so cried out. Tears no longer come in one lot. They only come out exhaustedly in waves. I'm not coping well here. I can't pull myself out of this hole I've fallen into. I'm so fucking up to my neck in debt and so badly need to do well. There is not a bad thing to do. Sorry. I messed up my word again. This is not a bad thing to do with Louise, and I'm really happy for her, but I'm a crap hostess. I have one Dohan only because of Shannon. Another one stood me up. I mean, how shit must you be for a Dohan to stand you up? Mm. I only have Ken now, which is the name of one of our other regulars. Mm -hmm. But how long will that last? Louise gets men falling over themselves to request her, and I get fake nose and stood up. Oh, my God. It gives you a little idea of, like, just how she's feeling. That is so sad. Yeah, she's, you know, she's, she's not happy in japan she's just she went on i i didn't write down the whole entry because it was very long but she went on later to just be like i hate my face i hate my legs i hate my stupid you know plainness and you know things like that so she was just really in that like depressed mode in japan which you know must have sucked living especially in that really dirty dingy like gaijin Mm -hmm. house so i you know i feel for her yeah but things but are about to turn around in a good way in a good way yay okay yeah. good <clears throat> so lucy met a handsome oh texan <gasps> i know right a handsome texan named scott who was in the marines um Same. she met him in japan so obviously he was you know stationed there they started dating in june of 2000 and her mood lifted after Aww. that good um she was slowly getting more dohans and more customers more regulars at the club so Aww. things were starting to lift up for her after her <laughs> hit a burp <laughs> you're all good <laughs> after her, her like depressed fall or whatever you want to call that yeah um lucy's mom was emailing her this whole time back and forth you know obviously as like a concerned mom being like how are things there she, at this point she'd been gone for a month or so mm-hmm. and so <laughs> It's okay. It's June 30th, and Lucy's oh, no. mom hasn't heard from Lucy in a couple of We're days. We're down to the dates. That's yeah. not good. Yeah, you bitch. Ugh. It gets. It, we're going to be down to the hours in a little bit. Oh my God. The, the minutes. The seconds. The minutes. Microseconds. Not the seconds. Don't be dramatic. <laughs> oh, oh, excuse me. So it's June 30th at this point. She's been dating Scott for a few weeks, and her mom's like, I haven't heard from her in a bit. It's fine because the reason why her mom hasn't heard from her is because she's just having fun with Scott and like hasn't thought okay, to reply good. back to her. Uh, Lucy finally replies back, and the the subject of the email that she replies back to her mm-hmm. mom with is just "I'm still alive!" with oh. an exclamation point. I'd probably do that too. Though. That's foreboding, by the way. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> God. It's like when I was reading the book, that was like the last sentence of a chapter. And I was like, fuck. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's a very ominous thing. Ew. Yeah. So it is July 1st now. Okay. Lucy and Louise woke up late and Louise left shortly before Lucy to go return a pair of shoes. The night before, they had stayed up drinking tea in their kitchen and eating buttered toast. Oh, buttered toast! I tea. Love it. You love the spot of tea. That's so cute. Thanks. I know. I've been working on that accent. Oh, Thank you. I appreciate. Yeah. I really appreciate that. Joy. You're Thank welcome. You. <laughs> I wasn't 
carry so on. So they were really, really happy and in good spirits the night before, um, staying up late talking about how they're getting more regular customers, they're making more money, they're like over their bad hump um they're like quote unquote making it now and they're all excited how come every time you finally get out of that slump and life is great it's just like (laughs) comes back around it's like bitch no slaps you right back i don't know i'm scared okay i don't know what's about to happen so lucy called louise around 5 p.m we're getting to the hours now oh thank god 5 p.m to tell her that she'd be home soon and that she was going out with a customer she met at the club on a dohan to the seaside which tokyo is not that far away from the seaside so it's not yeah. that far so she's calling from inside a car at 5 p.m at this point louise is like all right so she's probably on her way back because they had planned on going out that night with scott and mm-hmm. with louise's boyfriend going to a club and partying it up basically like going dancing like they mm-hmm. were gonna get all done up and that's fun she's like oh it's 5 p.m she's probably calling me to tell her she's on the way back and she's gonna we're gonna get ready together mm-hmm. soon but she calls from inside a car and is like hey i'm going to the seaside i'll be back soon and louise is like seems kind of odd that she'd get into a car and drive out of tokyo with a guy but i mean it's totally normal for her to call me and let me know i guess yeah it's fine so she said that she sorry i had to swallow (laughs) you're fine so lucy said that she would call her back in an hour or two with the exact time that she'd be home she's like all right going out gonna go eat i'll give you a call back in a little bit just to give you more specific time Mm -hmm. at we're down to the minutes now 7.06 p.m. Lucy calls back to say that the man she is with is very nice, and he gave her her own cell phone. So I'm going to pause there for a second because you gave me a look, (laughs) and I expected that look. So a common thing with these hostess clubs slash dohans slash regular customers Uh is that they give you a lot of gifts. Oh, okay. A lot. It's very common to get cell phones and very expensive dinners. It is common to get cars. It is what? common to get apartments. All right, I'm going to go to Japan now. I I mean, I don't... There's one of my favorite movies of all time uh-huh. is called my... Or, no, that's not... That's the other title. What the hell is it called in English? It's... I totally forgot what it's called in English. No. What's it called? My Rainy Days. Yeah, that's what it's called in English. Uh-huh. Um, My Rainy Days. And it's about this. It's actually, the girl is, Dang. she's got like a regular customer. And he bought her and pays rent on the most incredible apartment I've ever seen in my life. Oh my and I'm God. like, this girl has it made. But also, you find out in the movie, she doesn't have it made. Just going to throw that out there. Oh, okay. It's a good movie. I'm like, it. he's going to track her with the cell phone. Oh shit! But that's just my fucking thoughts. <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit, this guy." Yeah. So it's it is it's not like an odd thing, really. It's okay. it's very much like, "Oh, that's nice." Now you have a cell phone because uh-huh. she didn't have one before. So he got her a cell phone to track her. So he got no, her a he, cell, he got her a cell phone as a gift, and he also got her some really nice champagne that she said her and Louise could drink later that night together Ooh. in their apartment. So she was like super happy and excited and high spirits, and she's like, "Yeah, I'll be back within the hour." Mm-hmm. Your face says everything. Oh, man. Yeah. It, she doesn't come back within an hour. Lucy calls her boyfriend, Scott, at 7.17 p.m., so about 10 minutes later. She leaves him a happy voicemail of her saying that they should meet up tomorrow. Oh, my God. That's so sad if she dies. That is the last anyone ever hears of her, that that voicemail. 
Oh, yeah. The goosebumps. Yeah. Like, and it's sad because that voicemail obviously ends up getting erased a couple days later because it's that's just they weren't stored very oh my long God. back then. So it's like the last recording of her ever was just gone now. Like, it's just that's it. It's crazy and spooky and yeah. Oh my god. Louise immediately freaked out once an hour had passed and she hadn't heard from her. Her roommates, because they had like 50 million roommates in this house, her roommates were like, why are you already so freaked out? Like, she's on this date. It's like 8 p.m. Why are you freaking That's out like already? It's like three hours. No, it's 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 an hour later. Oh. It was like seven when she called her and said I'd be back within the hour. And at eight, she's freaking out. I thought that she left at five, though. She did. So that's like a long date. Yeah, she left at five and then called her at, no, sorry. She left way earlier in the day. She yeah. called at five to say that she was going to the seaside and that she would give her a call in an hour or so and let her know a more specific time of when she'd be back. So two hours after that, it's now seven. Oh. She calls her and says, hey, I'll be there within the hour. And that's it. Oh so within the hour would make it she'd be home around eight. Yeah. And at around eight, Louise is already flipping out. Like she's I would like, be, something's though. wrong. It's not like a oh well, she's just a little late. It was like a something is wrong. Well, kind I feel of freak like out. you kind of know when you're close to somebody, like when exactly. something's wrong. It's her and I best feel like, friend. And I feel like too, like one, she knew that they were going out and also like you're in a foreign country and she's mm-hmm. going on the state with somebody that you don't like. And they were, he was taking her out, out of Tokyo, which she yeah. said was not common. Normal. Yeah. The Dohans were usually very close. Like they yeah. went to like dinners and like restaurants yeah. close by. So weirdly enough, like she freaked out so soon that later on people were like, that was suspicious. It's like, no, not no, really, I would bitch. like, if you were like, Hey, I'll be here in like 45 minutes. And it's like, 40 and you're not it's here different it's out. different if we're here in arizona or if we, you yeah, and i, I are in true. some foreign country and i say that yeah i guess that's true <laughs> it would be weird so um at that time around that time louise also calls her mom in england not lucy's mom but louise's own mom mm-hmm. and is like something's happened to lucy and she's like freaking out she's like what do i do what do i do um a couple hours later around nine or ten o'clock she goes to casablanca and is like Lucy's missing. Have you seen her? Have you heard from her? What the fuck's going on? Something's wrong. At least she like took action and didn't oh, yeah. just like mm. she immediately did. So, like you were saying, their relationship was super strong. Been friends since they were kids. So, like she just mm. knew that something wasn't right. I she feel... knew Lucy and knew that this wasn't normal. I feel bad for Louise's mom too. Like, can you imagine getting that phone call of like something's wrong? Lucy's gone, and like you're on the other side of the freaking like. Yeah, you're world. like, well, don't go looking for her. I want you to be safe yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, plus or, it's like, like I've Jesus. known this girl since forever, and now she's missing, like, oh, my God, there's nothing I can do. Yeah, so the people at Casablanca were, like, as, you know, I guess I guess I can understand it based on, like, their, their workers mm-hmm. because they're, like, she's on a date. It's, like, 9 p.m. Why are you so freaked out? From their side, I can understand why they'd be like mm-hmm. that because – true okay your friend is on a date and you're freaking out because she's not back yet it's still pretty early yeah i can understand that but they don't know the whole story yeah so it's pretty crazy um so the issue is is that louise was hesitant to go to the police right away because they were on those tourist visas Mm -hmm. and they knew she knew that they'd get in a lot of trouble 
So she actually didn't go to the police until Monday, and this happened on Saturday. So she waited about a day and a half, two days, before going to the police. And guess what? Just guess what the police They found say. the body before. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Nope. Okay. Wow. I really I'm thought you so did it right. I'm so sorry. They... God. Uh, I don't know. They didn't care. Wow, that's fucked up. Yeah. The Japanese police are not very concerned with a foreign bar hostess going missing. They just assume she's on drugs and off having sex somewhere. They did not care. But it was like a day and a half later. I know. So she's like, all right. So she went to the British embassy who cared a lot more. Yeah. So now they got, you know, she got their attention. And she also told um, Lucy's parents on Monday. She didn't tell them right away because I actually don't know. She never really stated why she didn't immediately tell them. I don't them. know. I, I, I assume it's because she doesn't want to freak them out. Yeah. I assume. But, you know, she's... She's and doing what she's she can. I don't put any be... fault on anything she No, did. I, I think don't. maybe she might feel like they'll blame her, too. Like, why they were did. you looking out for her? They like, did blame her. Been... Her parents did blame her. I'll get to that. Yeah. This, this is crazy. Okay. Now we're going to get... This is, this is where I feel like the story takes a fucking turn. Okay. This is where it takes a goddamn turn, because I'm going to pick up my book and read out of this damn book now. Damn. All right. I need to read like word for word shit. And this is quite a bit of reading, but I feel like the whole thing needs to be read. It's very, very, it's like the first absolutely giant red flag. Dang. Um, on Tuesday, Louise gets a phone call. And I'm going to read the transcript of that phone call. Okay. Okay. And even though it is a two-sided phone call, I'm just going to, like, make my voice different. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to do my best. So, um, just before 5.30 p.m. on Tuesday. So, again, she went missing on Saturday night. It's Tuesday now at, like, 5. Mm-hmm. Her phone, her cell phone rings. And Louise, here we go. <clears throat> Hello, Louise said. Am I speaking to Louise Phillips, said a voice. Yes, this is Louise. Who is this? My name is Akira Tagagi. Takagi. There we go. <laughs> Can't get that name, name. <laughs> Akira Takagi. Anyway, I'm ringing on behalf... By the way, he, he actually says anyway. It wasn't just me saying that. Oh. Akira Takagi. Anyway, I'm ringing on behalf of Lucy Blackman... Lucy, my God, where is she? I've been so worried. Is she there? I am with her. She is here. She is fine. Oh, God, thank God. Let me speak to Lucy. I need to speak to her. It was a man's voice. He spoke English confidently, but was with a distinct Japanese accent. He was at all times calm and controlled and matter-of-fact, almost friendly, even when Louise became agitated and upset. She must not be disturbed now, the voice said. Anyway, she is in our dormitory. She is studying and practicing a new way of life. She has so much to learn this week. She can't be disturbed. To her friends, Louise was frantically mouthing, it's him, and signaling for paper and a pen. Who is this? She said. Are you the one she went out with on Saturday? I met Lucy on Sunday. She met my guru on Saturday, my group's leader. Your guru? Yes, my guru. Anyway, they met on a train. 
but she, when I spoke to her, she was in a car. The traffic was bad, so bad, and she didn't want to be late to meet you, so she decided to take the train. Just before she got on the train, she met my guru and made a life-changing decision. Anyway, she decided to join his cult that night. A cult? Yes. What do you mean a cult? What? Where? Where is Lucy? Where is this cult? It is in Chiba. What? Say that again. Can you spell it? In Chiba. I spell it. C-H-I-B-A. Chiba. Chiba. And what? what is it called? It's the newly risen religion. The what? What is it? The newly risen religion. The man calmly spelled this phrase out too, letter by letter. Louise's thoughts were churning. I have to speak to Lucy, she said. Let me speak to her. She's not feeling too well, said the voice. Anyway, she doesn't want to talk to anyone now. Maybe she will talk to you at the end of the week. Please, said Louise. Please, please let me talk to her. The line went dead. Hello? Hello? said Louise. There was nobody there. She looked at the small silver telephone in her hand, and a few heartbeats later it rang again. With trembling fingers, she pressed the pickup button. I am so sorry, said the same voice. The signal must have broken. Anyway, Lucy can't talk to you now. She's not feeling well. Maybe she will talk to you at the end of the week, but she has started a new life, and she won't be coming back. I know that she has lots of debts, six or seven thousand pounds, but she is paying them off in a better way. Anyway, she just wants to let you and Scotto know she's okay. She is planning a better life. He said, quite distinctly, Scotto, the characteristic Japanese rendering of the unfamiliar English name Scott. So she wants to let you and Scott know that she's okay. Mm -hmm. She has written a letter to Casablanca to say that she will not be coming back to work. There's a pause. Louise began to sob. Anyway, what is your address? Louise said, my address? The address of your apartment in Sendagaya. Why, why do you need to know my address? I want to send you some of Lucy's belongings. Louise's dread, which up until now had been on behalf of her friend, suddenly became personal. He wants to know where I live, she was thinking. He's going to come after me. She said, well, Lucy knows it. She knows her address. She's not feeling too well now, and she cannot remember. Oh, I, I can't remember either. Well, can you remember where your house is near? No, no, I can't remember. What about the street? Can you remember the street? No, I... Anyway, I need to send her belongings back. I can't remember. If it's a problem, don't worry. I haven't got it on me now. That's okay, don't worry. Louise was overcome by panic and emotion. Weeping, she handed the phone to a friend, an Australian man who had been living in Tokyo for years. Hello, he said in Japanese. Where is Lucy? After a few moments, he handed the phone back. He'll only speak English, he said, and he only wants to speak to you. But Louise had collected her thoughts. She realized that it was important to draw the conversation out to try to find out where Lucy was. Hello, she said. This is Louise again, so can I join your cult? The voice seemed to hesitate, and then it said, What religion are you? Louise said, Well, I'm a Catholic, but Lucy's a Catholic too. I don't mind changing. I want to change my life too. Anyway, it is up to Lucy. It's up to what she thinks. I will think about it. Please let me speak to Lucy, 
said Louise desperately. I'll speak to my guru and ask him. Please let me speak to her, Louise cried. I'm begging you, please let me speak to her. Anyway, I have to go now, the voice said. I'm sorry, I just had to let you know that you won't see her again. Goodbye. And the cell phone line went dead after that. So that's that. And I felt like I had to read that whole thing out because it was so Holy fucking crazy. Crap. Can you imagine? Can you fucking imagine getting that phone call? I don't even know what I would like. like. There's so. Oh, my God. There's so much going on in that. It's like, I'm sorry. What the fuck? She joined a cult. Seriously. No, she did not. No, she didn't. Like, no. No. So I. It's weird how he knew about her debt and stuff, too, though. Mm-hmm. Like, but then he didn't know the address. So it's like the thing is. He, it becomes pretty clear later on after a lot of investigation happens that he and Lucy talked uh, really for a long time and about a lot of personal stuff that night. So he knew quite a bit about her. He really did. He knew about her parents' divorce. He knew about her father's infidelity. He Mm -hmm. knew a lot of personal stuff. So it's not surprising that he knew about her debts at all, you know, when you look back on it. Yeah. So that's that. That's the crazy creepy ass thing that happened coming after her the thing is i actually don't think he was it just to her she was cautious yeah i'll get into it later but i don't think he was coming it's just weird that he was like asking for her address i i legitimately think he was wanting to send lucy's things back to her i'm like 99 percent sure that he just wanted to send lucy's things back yeah but totally good on her for not giving the address yeah. out because that would have i would have told them to send it to the club or something yeah yeah exactly um so there were new stories in england and pressure on the japanese police to solve this case without it being or with it being a huge international story in a sh- very short amount of time because lucy's dad tim made a huge effort to be literally all over the news doing press conferences constantly to bring awareness to it. He was just like, just like, I don't know, like nine, nine press conferences in a week or something ridiculous, like multiple a day. Um, Sophie, which was Lucy's younger sister and Tim, the dad flew out to Japan immediately. And they were the ones that were going around putting up posters, talking to people. And they set up like a, an investigative like uh office couldn't think of the word investigative office in tokyo where they like Mm -hmm. set up a hotline and everything of people to call them with tips so they were really working hard um jane which was lucy's mom didn't fly out because she couldn't handle the publicity she was an absolute wreck she was like you can imagine just yeah she literally couldn't get in front of the public and be anything or say or talk or do anything which i understand Mm -hmm. and i'm sure she was fine with you know her sister and her dad out there doing that work um so she stayed home um tim people say that tim really they thought it was odd how composed he was and how He was jumping at every opportunity he could to be in front of a camera, which can be seen as, like, helpful and wanting to get your daughter's case out there, which it did. It did. But a lot of people explain the way that he was acting as very odd. And not just the Japanese people, but, like, even, like, Americans and British people that were living in Japan 
and like reporters and stuff that it was a reporter that actually wrote this book that I was reading. He was like, this, the way he was acting was very much like he was enjoying the fame or something. Not like Mm -hmm. he didn't miss his daughter because he did, but it's almost like he very much was like enjoying the fame. I don't know how Mm -hmm. to describe it. Like he, they would go to these like bars and clubs for, you know, to ask questions and investigate and he would seem to be enjoying himself there. Now, keep in mind, he hadn't been close to Lucy in the years before she disappeared. Again, when she was 17, he left. He he literally left and went to live with this, this new family, this woman he was having an affair with. So he left the family. And because of that, they weren't close. So, you know, you can imagine like a dad being concerned about his daughter, but... Jane and a lot of other people thought it was a little weird that he was so into it when it's like you haven't talked to her more than maybe once or twice in the past year before she died or went missing, whatever. Yeah. So that's that. Take that with, you know, what you will. People thought it was odd. And a lot of people said that they just didn't after like the investigators and stuff after a bit of time they just like refused to talk to him anymore because they were they just couldn't stand him they just did not like him as a person yeah and of course jane lucy's mom fucking hated him from the second they got a divorce so that didn't help so sophie again the she was very like not she every time a police like asked her a question she would like freak out on them and just like bite their head off and be like you know find my sister she was very like rude to people which again uh-huh. i don't put blame on her for that no like, she was just yeah, like fuck you differently find too. my sister kind of person i'm like you do you i'd be pissed too because apparently they just were doing a shit job like it, the, the police weren't working that hard they're like why don't you care more why don't you care more a lot of people were putting pressure on them and then if tim the dad didn't do anything good the one good thing he did was that he he brought so much attention to this that he got the prime minister to go to Japan and talk to Japan and be like, fucking work harder. And that's what got the Japanese government and the Japanese police to be like, fuck. All right, fine. And they like finally started working harder just because like the prime minister was like, guys, listen, fuck you. Make this Tim guy. Leave me alone. please, (laughs) Dear God. I'm sick of hearing from him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um and uh so Louise was taken in and questioned a lot obviously like she was probably the prime suspect in the beginning quote mm-hmm. unquote they never said she was but like they took her in and questioned her for days and days and days and days. Eventually where they were like you don't, you know, we understand you don't know anything else than what you're telling us. Lucy's family didn't talk to Sophie or Sophie. There's so many names. Louise <laughs> Lucy's family didn't talk to Louise after this incident because they they thought she knew more than what she was saying. Not that she did anything, but they thought she knew more. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, all right, whatever. I don't think she did, but... Yeah, from, like, what it sounds like, what else would you know? It's just that there was a lot, a lot, a lot of tension between the people looking for Lucy. It wasn't like everyone came together, mm-hmm. unfortunately. There was just a lot of tension with everyone. Um, Like, to the point where her mom and dad were never in Japan at the same time. They just, they just couldn't even stand seeing each other. It was crazy. So 
at this point, everyone knew she was working as a hostess with many people that were, you know, questioning her morals and saying she was a prostitute and being like, even the the Japanese police were like, all right, so is she a drug addict? Like, what's the deal here? Kind of thing. Uh, every lead they found was followed. They worked really, really hard after the prime minister was like, fucking work. And there was a reward that was set out uh, for any information by an anonymous British businessman that was, like, upping the reward, like, every week and was like, guys, it's 500,000 euros to you if you can tell us where Lucy is. Uh, while investigating, Tim met a lot of investigators who he went along with to bars and clubs, like I was saying, and he found himself in some seedy fucking places. And at one point, there was a guy who... His name is Michael Hill, and he's a fucking dick. He's a fucking dick, this guy. Was he a dick? You know, I honestly, Joy, he, he might have been a dick. He might have been. <laughs> so this guy, Michael Hill, conned Tim by telling him that he had connections to the Japanese Yakuza and could find oh what happened God. to Lucy if he paid him 15,000 euros. So he did because he was a desperate dad, wanted to know where his daughter was, and luckily they found him guilty and he was sent to jail for three years. But still, fucking dick. Just going to throw that out there. Fucking dick. Can you like, even believe people are like this? Can you people? even believe people are like this? I hate people. Okay. I hate people too. <laughs> so on August 1st, they still hadn't found her. Now, this is how far? This is two months later. Wow. Nothing. Not a single word until August 1st when the Tokyo police receive a letter. Okay, I should say, besides that weird fucking phone call yeah. that Louise got, but that was like a couple days after. The Tokyo police got a letter on August 1st from someone saying they were Mrs. Blackman and saying, I am doing what I want, so please leave me alone. Obviously, detectives and her father dismissed it as a fake, but that was like the first anything they had gotten in months they're like oh, you know what i wonder mm. i wonder if it was the guy on the phone which i i'm just gonna assume it is and i wonder if she had like told them where to send the clothes if they would have been able to do like fingerprint shit off of the box that i put it in it's interesting because i mean i can't really remember maybe you can but was fingerprinting really prevalent in 2000 i can't remember I want to say it was 2001 when I start hearing about DNA and I feel like shit. they would have been maybe able fingerprinting to find something. I'm well, sure they have fingerprinting, fingerprinting like was. For, they would like dust them. Maybe the DNA dust for prints. You know what? I should have looked that up, but I didn't. I would think Good so. Good point, though. But like, I wonder if they would be have been able to find her faster if he sent her all her stuff. Yeah, it's interesting to think about. All right, so here's another turn. Like, you know how we we took <gasps> the turn when we but got that if, phone call. Yeah. What, are you but say what something? if he had given her, given them the phone that he had given her, and then they could track where it was from? They did a lot of phone tracking in this. Damn, two thousand. Yeah, they. It. it took months of phone tracking for them to figure stuff out. There was a Dang. lot of connecting, and just God, they worked Ugh. hard. All right, turns, turns, turn, turn. All right. So we took a, a hard turn hard when that left. phone call arrived. Right. Mm -hmm. We're gonna take a hard. Er, turn right now. Okay. okay. You fucking ready? Er. You're not. You're not ready. I'm Wait, not ready. Here we go. So remember that adorable girl named Christabel? Yeah. Here we go. It was her. No. Okay. But here we go. She's still adorable. She's fine. But okay. I just want to remind you of her. Such a cute fucking name. <laughs> so 
turns out, back in 1995, uh-huh. she had a run-in with a wealthy businessman when he was she was a hostess. So she recalled this man taking her to the seaside. She recalled passing out and waking up 12 hours later in a daze with no memory of what the fuck had happened. She knew that she had been raped, but was too ashamed to go to the police or say anything, and she felt responsible, and it was her fault for being in that situation, so she never said anything. So... Why is this important? Wait, wait. Wasn't Christabel there when she said that freaking what's-her-face went on a date to the seaside? Listen, Christabel didn't hear about that until okay. a few days, just a few days after she went missing. When she when she went to the police is when it got out that everything had happened. So it wasn't immediately she was told, but a couple of days later. Okay. So w- within the week, she knew. Within the week, she knew. Okay. So why is it important? The man that she went also also took her to the seaside. Got that. Sounded a lot like the man who had taken Lucy out on July 1st. When she found that out, she was like, fucking A. She went to the police immediately as soon as Uh she heard that that's what Lucy had done before she went missing. At first, she was like, oh, Lucy's missing. That's crazy. Like, what the fuck? But when she heard about the seaside thing, she was like, wait a minute. Okay, first of all, small fucking world. Second of all, holy shit. So she's like, this whole time, she's like, holy shit, holy shit. I, I, I regret so much not telling and warning Lucy and, and Louise about this guy when they first got here. think about that. She, no, she was just like, it was a she shameful like, past yeah. to her that she didn't want to think about. So she goes to the police immediately, and she says everything that she knows about this guy. She says everything she remembers about his apartment, where he went, what he looked like, the fact that he sweated a lot apparently and like looked like he was on drugs and everything she knew about him. And she was like, it's the same man that took Lucy. I know it. I know it. I know it for a fact. She was very adamant about it. So for some reason, it took the police months before they even found him or questioned him. They didn't, they didn't even, okay, you know what? All right. Good. You know what upsets myself. me? How many other girls did this happen to? Are you fucking ready for this, bitch? No, wait, we actually know? Bitch. Okay. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. I'm just going to continue on with my notes here. Okay. I'm just going to continue on my fucking notes. All right. <laughs> fucking <laughs> fuck them up. Kill with those notes. All right. Ah! <laughs> All right. On October 11th, police knocked on the door of a petite Japanese fucking asshole douche. October fucking 11th. That's so long. So, yeah. All right. She goes missing July 1st. October 11th, they show up at this guy's door. I'm picturing that older guy from the real love, like, dating (laughs) show. The one who's, like, secretly cross-dresser. That's what I'm picturing right now. (laughs) And he's sweating really hard. Holy shit. No, that guy's... Yeah, I'll watch that show. How dare you shame that man's name. I'm sorry. That man was definitely not creepy. All right. So they they go. He lives in Zushi, which is like a seaside town. Um, He has an apartment there. They knock on his door and apparently he's like in the middle of doing some home renovation or some shit and burying the body. 
oh shit did was he okay i was just i've got my brain is like exploding because i've got so much that's about to happen right now that i'm like what order do i fucking say this stuff is insane okay so just a side note he's got like a dead frozen dog next to him he's like my dog died fuck my dog died and i really loved her so i froze her body thawing out why is it next to him he's like i froze my dog's body because i loved her so much and i was hoping to like cryogenically freeze her and like bring her back to life later when technology got better but i found out that it's not gonna happen so now i'm just getting ready to bury her all right why are you questioning me that's what happened so <laughs> they show up at his door and that's what he's fucking doing um i would just like probably either throw up or just turn around if i were the police i'd be like all right i'm gonna leave now so what brought the police to his door how did they find him all right there's a whole lot of confusing shit that brought these police to this door so it was a combination of christabel Mm-hmm. going in and saying a lot of stuff and a combination of phone wire tracings um they they traced the call that louise got to mm-hmm. a phone that was like registered to some fake name and it, they found out it was okay a lot of that yep and after louise lucy was reported missing and her story got out and circulated a, a lot around japan three other women came forward and said that they had similar instances with a guy who took him to the seaside scary so you're like okay wow that's a lot of women right they go to his store with how many cases how many cases six different women had accusations against him of rape so they go there with being like six women have said that you raped them you fucking asshole wow and, and also, there were six fucking cases. Like, why didn't they do anything about this guy? I don't know why it took him so long, but they were like, listen, we've gotten six women who said that they that you fucking raped them. And also we traced the phone calls back to you. So fucking. And then it gets out after three months of parole. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Fucking. So uh, they get there. And right. this man, um, they, they book him. They like take him into the police station. I made that up. That was a reference. He didn't actually get parole. Um, <laughs> they take him in, um, but they only, they've, so they have to like charge him of something to keep him for like, they, they charge him of one rape. So they, that keeps him for like 21 days and they have to charge him with another one to keep him for longer. Cause they, they can't, they don't know if he took Lucy, so they can't charge him with it. They don't know where she is. They don't have any proof. So they're like, all we can do is charge him with the proof of rape that we have with these mm-hmm. women that are telling us. So it's like, all right, that's something. At least you're keeping him in custody for now. So I'm just going to go ahead and just explain a little bit about this guy. So he was 43, and he was really fucking rich, like a millionaire. Um, he was a property developer, and he went by so many names in his life. Um, but he was known as Joji Obara towards the end. That's like, or that was his like mostly used name, I guess. I know it's going to come off wrong, but if you're so rich, just hire a prostitute. Oh my God. Don't go raping listen, people. Like, listen, he has a reason for doing this. We're freaking mistress. A fucked up reason, but he has a reason behind He's this. He's married. No, listen. Okay. okay. Uh, who the fuck would marry this guy? So Joji Obara, he was a... Zainichi Korean. So he was actually Korean. He's mm-hmm. not a Japanese guy. But Zainichi Korean means that his family came over from Korea to Japan during like the the war and mm-hmm. his, he just lived there. So growing up as a Zainichi Korean, you are it is you have a fucking hard life. Like you get made fun of, you get ostracized, you just 
so much i don't know if it's considered racism or whatever but it's just you're just hated on growing up so he had a hard life in that regard um i don't really give a shit yeah i hope you had the hardest life ever yeah fuck you um so his father became really wealthy with like he owned a bunch of pachinko parlor game shit and got super big and whatever and his dad died left him a fortune when he was like 16 so he lived on his own at 16 with like tons and tons and tons of money and did whatever the fuck he wanted so like you know had no had no guidance i guess i should say literally did what he wanted and later you know i'm gonna wait to say that later okay he has very few pictures of him taken if you go online and try to find pictures of him you'll find a couple of like when he was in school and like maybe one from when he was an adult but he like refused to get pictures taken of himself which is creepy as shit um the police he could have been like like embarrassed because of like because he's a bullying. fucking dick he's oh, like oh i'm too. a terrible person don't take my picture i mean that too I, I was talking about like the bullying and stuff but that too he also apparently got like that double eyelid surgery when he was a teenager and nobody knew why there he said that he got it because he got in a car accident and i was like that's a fucking it sounds like he's one. very insecure oh i hope so okay <sighs> all right here we go we're getting into it now the police discovered over 400 sex videos he had taken of himself drugging and raping women. Some while he was just, while he was wearing a mask himself. So he would like put on this creepy fucking mask and like step into the frame and just rape these women. So like only six people of 400. Yeah. Freaking... Like, There's no actual number because the the number of videos is so the amount of okay so Joji Abata himself is like oh there's nine videos and then somebody else one of the other like um, policemen they're like oh we found forty eight hundred videos I'm like how many videos were there then nobody actually knows the court says that there's forty but the police officers are like there's way more than that but apparently the court only like recorded 40 videos that were found they just forgot the other zero it's crazy so a shit ton of videos so sad that so many girls were like raped and didn't feel like they could report it either didn't feel like they could report it or didn't remember it or who the fuck knows it's crazy so sad so in god this guy is a fucking dick so he would give these women this rare quote-unquote rare filipino wine which would knock them unconscious and to keep them unconscious <gasps> the bottle of champagne to keep them unconscious he would have a rag of chloroform oh, nearby shit, the bed <gasps> so like if he saw them waking up he would just hold it under their their face to like keep them out because he would he would rape them for hours and hours and hours it was never a fast thing it was all night that's why oh that woman God. woke up 12 hours later it's horrible um so he would chloroform them rape them and he kept a diary as well he meticulously took notes of all this Fucking dick. he said women were only good for sex and women were only good for sex when they were unconscious um he raped foreign and japanese women this is so fucking terrible i hate this guy um he had a fixation on foreign girls though all right i swear to god everything i have on here just gets more and more absolutely insane so one video showed him raping a 21-year-old Australian model named Karita Ridgway, who died in a Japanese hospital in 1992. 
She had been accompanied there by a Japanese man who later we found out was Joji Obata. He dropped her off there in 1992 and said that she had food poisoning and she was having liver failure, according to the hospital. They were like, oh, this is horrible. She died of liver failure due to food poisoning. The video that they found in his collection, how many years later is this? Eight years later? They find him using chloroform to knock her unconscious and then rape her for hours. The hospital had saved part of Karita's liver tissue all these years, and they tested it again and found toxic levels of chloroform, and that's how she died. So as if that wasn't evidence enough against him for this poor, poor girl named Karita, they also discovered that diary, and in it, Joji had kept meticulous notes over the years of not only all of his conquests, but he just happened to keep one of Karita. So what did he write next to Karita's name? This one line, and it said, too much chloroform. That's it. So what he would do with his diary is he would write the girl's name. He would write what name he used around them, like what alias he had used around them. And then he would write just notes about, you know, what he used on them, if they watched porn, what they drank, you know, how much of the chloroform he used. And apparently with Karita, it just wrote too much chloroform. Horrible beyond words. Horrible, horrible, horrible person. They also found a receipt from the hospital where she died. So, like, it was, like, the most unbelievable amount of evidence against him that anyone could ever imagine. Um, He had a list of over 60 women's names in that diary. And he wrote in this diary, quote, My goal is to have sex with 500 people by the age of 50. And in a separate entry, he wrote, quote, I can't do women who are conscious, unquote. According to the prosecution later... He would typically lure the women to one of his seaside apartments because he was rich as fuck, so he had multiple apartments. By the way, guys, Joy just has this look on her face, and, like, like I could tell you you don't even want to, like, talk. You just don't even know what to say. I don't even say. know what to say. Like, I can just tell. I fucking hate this guy. It's horrible. So much. Dick. So, according to them, he would lure them, um, offers them a glass of that rare wine that I was telling you about. He laced it with drugs, obviously, which is what caused them to pass out. He would... I'm so sorry. I'm going into a lot of details with this, and it's fucked up. No, so, it's okay. But you know you're getting into it. I'm ready. It. You know. <laughs> um, he would drag their limp bodies onto a bed where he would assault them with various objects and his own body for 12 hours or more. The video evidence showed that he would then place a chloroform rag on their faces to stop them from regaining consciousness. Many had little idea of what happened to them when they woke up. They were groggy. They were sore. Some of them oh even had believed that Obara's um, fake story about them passing out from drinking too much. Some of them believed that, apparently. So, I mean, I guess I can understand if you really don't remember anything. Maybe, but... So, he would never physically attack any victims. He was a really small man, um, and he only tried to trick them into unconsciousness. And if he couldn't trick them into becoming unconscious, he would just let them go. It wasn't a big deal to him, because he's like, I can just get another one. Dick. Um, he had these like powerful studio lights next to his bed that he used to light up the scene with. Um, there's like, he like, I'm I'm still like, this was 20 years ago. Not even mm -hmm. there's still 400. Okay. 399 girls who are still living that had to had this happen to them. Yeah. That just upsets me so much. 
like the they thing have is, to he was keeping that. notes since he was like 17 years old. So not all of it happened in this apartment. So we but don't. I, I, I don't know dead. the details of every single rape, but it was still a fucking rape. Yeah. Like, so not all of them happened this exact way. But I mean, come on, you know. So he's born in like the 60s. Sure. <laughs> I I don't know exactly when he was born. I can't think of it right now. Because he was 40 when this happened in 2000. So that means pretty much all those girls are probably still around. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm sure, absolutely. Sorry, that just oh, that upsets me so much. Um, so triggered. Okay. Yeah. Carry so on. he and he would tie their legs so they would stay open. I fucking hate this guy sorry. so much. I'm sorry. No, don't. Nope. Keep going. I'm ready. Um. He liked. He said that he liked drug addicted foreign bitches because he thought they were ugly on the inside. So he wanted to do ugly things with them. So that's that. I fucking hate this guy. Honestly, I don't even ca- fucking care what your childhood was. No, the, uh, there's no, no there, excuse no, for any there's of this no shit. You're just fucked up. No, I don't give a shit. Um, Lucy's hair and DNA was found in his Zushi apartment, so he couldn't say like she wasn't with me because there was there was evidence of her being with him that night um, in his apart in his apartment. Um, they developed a roll of film that he had that had photos of her, but it was just photos of her on his balcony, like posing. They never found a video of her or a diary entry of Lucy. Never. Um, according to Obara's... Obara. 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 His indictment. In, I can't pronounce anything today, Julie. You're fine. <laughs> I still love you. Indictment. <laughs> he made Lucy a drink containing a drug before raping her, and she later died. But he has maintained his innocence and said that she took the drugs and caused her to die herself. So he said that she overdosed herself and it was not his fault. I'm going to go ahead and call bullshit on that. Yeah. Just going to say. He can say that, though, because there's no proof against it. It's like with that other girl. He's just like, oh, she's kept sticking her head in the chloroform. I don't know why. Probably did it to herself. Like, fuck you. Yeah, he couldn't say anything against that because there was video evidence, but he could say whatever the hell he wanted because there was no evidence for Lucy. It's just, it's, it's like weird because it's like, did was this the first time he stopped recording it in case it got, like, found out? Or was, did, did he, he stop Did he record over it? Did he never, did he never record it? Did he, because he wouldn't have, did he destroy the tape? Maybe he destroyed it, like, when he saw people looking for her, maybe. But he didn't destroy the tape of Karita after she died. Yeah. Which I thought was very odd. It's like, if, if she died as a result of you drugging her wouldn't you fucking not that i would do it but wouldn't you delete that shit i just feel yeah and it's just like weird because it's like if he stopped for her how many other girls does he do we not have the evidence for i it's crazy it's insane i don't even want to think about it um so on february 9th of 2001 um police they had kept him in custody by just keeping him on different rape charges Mm -hmm. um but they they had they had yet to get him on a charge for Lucy's murder or anything. Um, but they, after they found that video of Karita Ridgeway, they then charged him for murder for her. So that's how they were able to keep him for good. Mm-hmm. Cause they were able to give him that murder charge. Um, they were still trying to find Lucy at this point. Um, but he, you know, was just like, she died. Eventually. He even admitted that she died. Why can't you at least tell us? No, it's it's is? not. That wasn't the order. Sorry. Oh, he he sorry. said that she, you know, died on her own for an overdose after they found her. But before he was oh. like, she wasn't in my apartment. She wasn't in my apartment. That's what okay. he kept saying. He's like, I was with her that night. 
but she she didn't stay over and I had nothing to do with her. I don't know where she is. So, yeah. Um, February 9th, police of 2001. So a little less than a year later. Oh, my God. Um, police find uh, body parts buried oh in a cave God. on a beach near Obara's seaside home close to Tokyo. So the remains were identified later as Lucy's. Um, they were literally just like hacked up pieces of her body. She was dismembered completely. And at this point, decomposed a bit. This is a very dark fucking story. I'm so sorry. No, you're fine. This is why this case has like gripped me so much because it's ho- it's horrifying. I it's fucking hate rape. Horrifying. So this is. I want to. Oh I mean, God. I hate murders too, but like. No, I get it. So, uh, um, according to you know, after they, now I'm like skipping ahead to like what they find out in the trial and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I might be sound like I'm getting ahead of myself, but. Um. They found out later that a couple of days after she went missing, he had bought um, axes, wire, a knife, chisels, scissors, gloves, a handsaw, and a chainsaw all in one store. A chainsaw, too. Yeah. Like, he just bought a shit ton of stuff that's like, okay. Um, and then on April 6th, now on April 6th, they were finally able to arrest him in connection with Lucy's death. They finally got what they thought was enough evidence to get him for that. Um he was in custody just on the charges of the fucking other stuff I was saying. So he goes on trial on October 10th of 2002. So this is now like quite a bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, charged with the abduction of Lucy, the rape resulting in death and the disposal of her body. So make sure you got that right. The abduction, mm-hmm. the rape that resulted in her death. Mm-hmm. And the disposal of her body was what he was charged with. Because they couldn't prove the death part. They he couldn't prove the murder part. Um, but they could prove, I guess, with what he they thought was like. The, body. the thing that bothers me about this case, and I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go through my notes. I'm getting ahead of myself. Sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but he was also charged at that time with the the murder of Corita Ridgeway because they had very a shit ton of evidence for that. Um, and they charged him with raping eight other women because I guess after he got like arrested, more women came forward and was like, hey, God. All right. Only eight, though. Jesus. Well, I mean, like even still here, like it's just turning around. But in a lot of places, you're shamed. If you're raped, it's, it's your horrible. fault. If you're raped, it's your fault. Like that's what so these many women were. Think. Again, a lot of these women were drug addicts and stuff so they were like it is my fault i shouldn't have been in that situation but even sometimes like the police will say it's your fault japan will yeah and that just pisses me off so the trial lasted seven or eight years it lasted quite a bit um and i say seven or eight years because like he got convicted and then he'd appeal and then convicted and then appealed it's like when the fuck did it end i don't even know it's very confusing i fucking hate those guys so much so um april 24th 2007 he was uh, jailed for life, so sentenced to life, um, for multiple rape charges and one manslaughter charge. But now, don't freak out, okay? But he was acquitted of the crime of Lucy's rape and murder. So they're saying they just did not have enough evidence for that. And I understand that. I can't, I can't get mad at the justice system. Because mm-hmm. if you... At least for this. 
yeah I, I i it's it's beyond frustrating that you don't have that physical evidence but if you don't have it what can you do you know mm-hmm. what At else least can they still you do got him. they got him on what they could so i appreciate that fuck him um so the date rape claims like i said could be backed up by the videos obviously the notes everything the the receipt from the hospital for Carita, everything like that lined up perfectly. Um, the prosecutor was able to prove the manslaughter charge by providing the autopsy results and the traces of chloroform in her liver. That was all very clear. But like I said, Lucy's case, um, they just couldn't provide any like forensic specific evidence that was all circumstantial, which doesn't really get you that far sometimes which you know i guess i can understand even though this guy's terrible and it's like very obvious that he did something but you can't just be like it's obvious i'm still thinking about these poor freaking girls like some of them don't even know what happened like can you imagine being like the drugs make you so confused you don't even know oh my god Uh, uh, this fucking guy i hope he dies yeah it was uh they were saying that they did find a lot of rohypnol in his apartment so it was never specified but the fact that he had rohypnol and chloroform it was like okay well he obviously put the rohypnol the date rape drug in the drink and then chloroform to keep them unconscious um he didn't chloroform them first or anything he just slipped the yeah you get it um so the prosecution and defense they appealed the decision of his acquittal so they were like oh you're gonna acquit him i think fucking not and they slapped their hands down on the desk yeah (laughs) Like in that one show. What show? Remember that stupid murder show we were watching? And I don't even know what they oh said. Oh, just the fist. It was like, it was like a close-up of someone's just fist like... on a desk. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's what they all did. Um, <laughs> so in December of 2008, Obata was convicted of abducting and mutilating Lucy's body. And his life in prison term was confirmed. But, like I said... He was convicted of the abduction and the mutilation, mm-hmm. not the murder. They couldn't prove it. Yeah. But they could prove the other two things. So it's like they really tried and got what they could. But life in prison in Japan is not like life in prison in America, but in a good way. Okay. Because life in prison in Japan is like this piece of shit is literally not going to get parole for at least 30 years. And at that point, he'll be like almost 80 years old. and. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, they were saying it's very, 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 very unlikely for him to get out before 2030, which he'll be super fucking old at that point. And let's hope he just never gets out. But um, another interesting thing I thought about this case is that acquittals are so abnormally rare in Japan. Like, an acquittal is a shame fest on the police. It's a shame fucking fest. Like, acquittals here are, I wouldn't say common, but, like, not unheard of. In Japan, they are quite literally unheard of. So they were like, it was a huge story. They were like, what? That's probably why they don't have a whole lot of crime is because they don't just like <laughs> slap on the wrist. Here's a few years. Get yeah. out. Yeah, like. it's, it's crazy. Um, so the case made headlines again. This is kind of, you know, winding down, but just a couple of things I wanted to say, which mm-hmm. kind of like take it what you will. <sighs> case made headlines again when Tim Blackman, so Lucy's dad, was arrested for harassing no. the prime minister. Fuck. <laughs> he accepted 450,000 euros in, now I'm going to pronounce this wrong, Mimaikin, which is what the Japanese basically call condolence money from one of Obara's friends. So her dad was like, 
he signed this paper that said, I agree that the Japanese police don't have sufficient evidence to say what happened to my daughter and that maybe Joji Abara didn't do this. Not in those words exactly, but you get the point. The fact that they don't have certain evidence. And he took this 450,000 euros as condolence money from Joji Abara. And it's common in Japan for people who commit crimes to pay condolence money to their victims and victims' family. It's a common fucking thing. Wait, so did they pay him to say that he might have not done it? They paid him to sign a piece of paper that not necessarily in those many words, but a paper that basically said that there was no forensic evidence that he did it. But that basically the paper, the idea of it was like, oh, maybe he didn't do it. But the paper didn't say it in those words. Mm -hmm. You get the point. Um, Her mom was like horrified. Karita Ridgway's family was horrified because her mom and Karita Ridgway's family were also offered the same thing and didn't take it. And we're like, fuck you. So there's that. Then, a couple of years later, just as another side note, Korea Ridgeway's families did finally accept some condolence money because they said that they've just suffered enough, and they're like, fine. I can understand a little bit. I can understand both sides, to be honest, because I don't necessarily like Tim from what I've heard, but when I see, like, Karita's family taking it eventually, like, they, they said no at first, and then years later, they were like, we've suffered enough. It wasn't just like a right away, it. oh, sure. I can understand that as, like, a just fucking we've suffered kind of thing but i can also understand jane's side where she's like i'm not taking money from you piece of shit i can understand you know that's all i'm gonna say um and to me it just sounds like hey you're just gonna sign this because like there's not no like almost like that that they could use that to save him and i wouldn't ever want him to get out of jail not only that but apparently like this condolence money is offered to victims families as a way to get the Japanese, like, the the Japanese law sees that they do this and gives them a lighter sentence because of it. They're like, oh, well, they they regret it, so we'll give them a lighter sentence. So that the family was like, hell no, what the fuck? So, I mean, take it what you will. It's just something that happened as well at the end. Um, but, yeah, they took her back. They, you know, buried her in England. They had a... a a funeral there like four years after she died they took her body back and had a funeral and that's kind of that's the end of it I'm just i would fucking take stop. the money and then i would buy something to kill him with with his own <laughs> fucking money and then i would kill him is he still alive right now yeah he's still in jail. i fucking hate this guy let's yeah, go i know let's go take him out it's the absolute worst piece of shit I would say that we could drug him I like he actually, did, but I would want him to I never said the, the word I of it. I never <laughs> described it. But apparently what he called, what he did, like the raping and the, the way he did it the same every time and wrote down his things, the videos and everything, he all called it all, quote unquote, conquest play. And I was like, I'm going to fucking throw up right and now. And the fucking too much chloroform. Oh, it's horrible. It's so much. That whole story, I just, oh, I'm exhausted now. Ugh. I'm going to literally beat the crap out of him. So, yeah, that's the story of Lucy Blackman and her murder and dismemberment and Joji Obata, which, by the way, I wrote his Korean name down and never said it. Not like it fucking matters, but... I know what it is. What is it? Dickwad. Ooh. No. What the fuck is it? Well, it's close. Where is it? (laughs) Kim Sung Jung. I fucking hate Kim Sung Jung. He sounds ugly. Kim Sung Jun was probably super ugly. Let's be honest. I am. Look at this guy. Look at this picture. 
don't know. You can. It's kind of a holographic book, and like <laughs> you had it in the shadow, but he looked pretty ugly. The thing is, like I said, go and try to find pictures of him online. There's very few. He looks like the guy who is a black figure that wore as like the warning person on the freaking <laughs> Japanese subways. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. So yeah, that's what that's good thing insane. can come out of here. What? What's a good note that we can end this on? Because dear uh, God, I'm triggered. Uh, I will say one. One, the only maybe good thing that came out of this Lucy Blackman case is that Korea Ridgeway's family got closure about what happened. That's really her. good then, because then they, they would have never known. Because they, they were like, like food happened? poisoning, liver failure, all of a sudden, and a healthy twenty-year-old girl. What? Like they finally got some closure on what that actually is happened. Really good. So, man, it's shitty. Be careful, people. Please be careful out there. Please be careful. Don't take drinks from strange men. Don't fucking yes and don't go to the seaside don't ever go to the seaside don't fuck the seaside don't, don't think about it and also don't be quick to judge people who are hosts or are things just don't judge people just don't fucking judge don't people do don't be a dick and also <laughs> yep <laughs> if you have been sexually assaulted please go get help if you need it oh god that's something that is i think is super important 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 yeah so yeah. It is never your fault, and fuck that guy. Fuck no. this guy. It's always the rapist's fault. We're gonna fucking kill him with an ice pick. It's gonna be great. Ooh, with his it. money. I don't know how he's. Gonna, I don't Wait, know how I'm gonna get his kill money. him with an icicle <laughs> so it melts and no icicle finds the murder weapon. Okay, like low key though. Oh, I know. Oh, this is gonna sound so dark. Okay, so there's this show. <laughs> it's called Sex Sent Me to the ER. Love it. And this girl tried to use popsicle as a dildo, and it like froze her insides. Let's Wait, can you actually get like frostbite on your vagina? Oh yeah, she oh had to go to the God. hospital. <laughs> it was shit. You guys watch that show. I'm I'm watching it. Let's do it to him. <laughs> <laughs> Let's shove a popsicle <laughs> up. <him. laughs> Jesus. Well, I'm going. Wait, no, I'm not even going to hell for that. I'm going to fucking heaven for that shit. Fuck that guy. Yeah. So hopefully he just dies in prison of a getting jumped and. Hopefully. If you were in a fucking American prison. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, that's that. So So what's something good that's happened to you lately? (laughs) Um, Besides being sick the past 80 million weeks. My throat hurts right now. The four ibuprofens are not helping right now. (laughs) Oh, you said something good. Okay. (laughs) Um, I mean, that's good, too. (laughs) Um... I bought Just Dance 2019. That's, that's honestly amazing. <laughs> I'm very. Oh, this weekend, um, I am doing a panel with Christy at yes! Tayocom, which is like this anime convention, this local anime convention. I'm excited. I'm like, so excited to hear about it. Yeah, I know. And I know this weekend, Joy's trying on wedding dresses. I'm trying on wedding dresses. Uh, actually, yeah. wasn't my exciting things, and I feel oh, stupid Well, I'm as excited for you. Mine was that I bought American Psycho, and I was going <laughs> to watch it with my mom. I love that movie. But I'm also trying on wedding dresses <laughs> this week. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good movie. I'm super pumped. She's never seen it. So Dude, sometimes I wish I had that kind of, like, morning skin routine that he had. Imagine how good my skin would look. I just, like, he pampers himself. I'm like, I deserve that. I deserve him to pamper me, but maybe You deserve not. waking up and taking cold showers and working out every morning. Okay. Look, I'm going to actually backtrack all of that. Look, somebody just massaged my face. <laughs> That's all I want. <laughs> yeah, if you guys haven't seen American Psycho, go see it. It's pretty good. So... Yep, and one last thing. 
rate, review, subscribe, follow our Instagram, follow our Twitter. Which is not a dream pod on both of those platforms. And that's it. Yep. All right. right. Bye. Bye, guys. Love you. I love you.